1: Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6 1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new bumble now. And now, it's time for part 4 of In the Moment. It's time for Mo Ain't
2: Shit. Katie. <laughs> yes. I saw this on a podcast. Okay. And there was one guy on the podcast that I guess he was in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Happy marriage. Mm-hmm. Healthy, happy marriage. Healthy, happy. They were splitting the rent. Right. It was another guy. He ain't seen nothing wrong with it. Now, he said he wasn't splitting the rent with his queen because he took care of the rent and she took care of the other stuff. Okay. The other men, they was they were rich. So they made fun of that guy. Are you kidding me? My wife don't pay nothing. That's blah, 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 blah. Right? There was another woman who was like, yeah, I ain't going to lie. I ain't doing that either. So there was, you know, the gentleman who was like, I ain't going to lie. I do pay all the rent, but I understand where this brother's coming from. I don't knock him. I don't think anything's wrong with that. Like, if it depends on your financial situation. Like, obviously, if I'm a millionaire and my lady don't have it like that, she ain't going to pay nothing. But if we're in a situation where we both coming up and getting it together, then I don't see nothing wrong with us splitting and getting it together. Mm-hmm. The rich men jumped out and said they had a problem with that. It's like what Game does all of the time, the rapper. Like, he always be on Instagram, like, none of my women have ever had to pay for nothing. But it's like, bro, you rich and you slept with 435 women. Right. Congratulations to her, I guess, right? But what ended up being a really good segment, I'm not going to lie, is all of the men that were saying, you know, I would never ask my, my girl or my wife for nothing, they called them live on air. And asked, yo, Bay, not for nothing, but I'm in a hard, tight spot right now. Need you to cover half the rent. Three of the girlfriends slash wives of these men were like, all right, whatever. Almost like, why are you making a big deal out of this? You're nothing. Right. Cool. You all right, though? Cool. Moved on. There's one guy who called, said he got suspended, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, why would I have to do that? You know, he looks so hurt. It's his wife. She ain't even say, like, you got suspended? You okay? Mm-hmm. She's just like, I got to pay for something? So it was funny, right? Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. You got to know who you with. I say all that to say, it was such a great segment. And that dude offered $1,000 to everybody to call their significant other live on air. Mm-hmm. So right now, you don't have a significant other.
0: Nope.
2: What you do have is an ex. What? I will pay you a thousand dollars right now. If you call your ex live on the air and curse her the fuck out. <laughs> Yo. If you call her right now and tell her everything you feel, Mo told me to tell you, you low down, filthy, dirty smut bucket. I eat thousand dollars right now, Kenny. What's up? If I call her right now, live, and she answers the phone, oh, she got to answer. Yeah, she got to answer. You got to get thousand dollars for calling her. She probably at work right now. All right, good. I was banking on that. <laughs> 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 well, if you do, it I get thousand dollars. Great. Or we can move on to the next. We move on to the next segment. It's your call.
0: Hmm. Woo! All right. Think
2: about it before you do it. I'm thinking. Think about it. I'm thinking. uh, Now, you got to curse her out, though. Like, you got to go crazy. How
0: crazy got to go?
2: Crazy. Like what? Give me an example. Man, um, tell her everything you genuinely feel about everything she's ever done to you with a lot of curse words in it. For the listener's pleasure. All right. Wait, you really about to do this? Yeah. Why are you shaking? Come on. I did not think you was going to do this. I'm nervous. I was completely thinking to myself you would say no. You serious? Yeah, you really on. about to do this Yellow. shit. Wait, hold <laughs> up! Oh no! Oh no, baby! Wait! What you mean? <laughs> nah, can't anybody do it? Nah, for real. Oh my God! Wait, wait, freaking again, Nah, you read, nah. Please leave your message. Oh! <laughs> So gangster for even trying. Ooh, I was nervous. I'm not gonna that, lie. I you was legit she, shaking. Yeah, I didn't know what Yo, you were you was up. breathing different. <laughs> there you go. You couldn't even click on a contact. You called the wrong person. Yo, I'm proud of you for doing it.
3: Oh Thanks. man. Wow. All right,
2: I'm gonna give, give you now. Nah, I'm gonna give you a little something for you even doing. it. <laughs> That's not your business. when I'm gonna give. <laughs> But I'm going to give you a little something for you. Even doing it, I'm proud of you. I did not think you was going to go. I really didn't. All right.
0: It's 2023, baby. Oh, we up this year.
2: We out of here. Oh, we are so out of here. I got a lyric for y'all. Katie, my whole life, mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever told anybody this, but I was, pretty, I was pretty grown. And I was trying to figure out why TLC didn't want Jason Waterfalls to go. What do you mean? I used to really walk around in parties and other people's homes on the train. And I used to really sing really loud and passionately. Don't go, Jason Waterfall. <laughs> Listen to this.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I thought it was safe. I
2: thought... I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I no, thought we'll, it was go ahead. It's okay. No, I'm not going anywhere. No, me and Jason are staying right here. <laughs> I now watched the video, and it used to be a Diesel White dude in the video. Remember him? Mm-hmm. He was he was Diesel. I thought that was Jason, and I was like,
0: "That's the guy they're talking about." Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, why didn't he want him to go? <laughs> they wanted him. <laughs> nah, nah, ain't no way. Now nah, call right now. One five five. In the moment, if you thought that it was Jason Waterfalls, too, Jason! it's just me. Yo, it's yeah. just me. Yeah. You knew it was Don't Go Chasing
0: Waterfalls. Yes, I heard chasing. Damn. <laughs>
2: All right. Jason. Come back, Jason Waterfall. <laughs> I'm going to meet Jason one day. I don't know yeah. when, but one day. All right, that one was on me. Don't worry about it. Moving on.
1: It's time for the Sicko Award. Let's see who was nasty this week so
3: fake, but I'm so rare, and I'm so sick, but he's just
1: All right,
2: the Sickle award is going to one person and then a group of people. Okay. The first person is really quick. It's a Florida recruit. Um, I guess he was about to go play quarterback at the University of Florida mm-hmm. and they took away his um, scholarship or whatever they were going to give him mm-hmm. because he was on camera rapping, and I guess as he was rapping, he said the N-word. So I just want to know if you want to fight. For him to be able to get on campus. No. All right, moving on. So that's <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> I just want to give him a chance to be fought for I
1: don't know. Who's
2: next? I saw this movie called Plane, and it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it. It's in the movies right now. It came out earlier this month. Um, I looked up some of the ratings, and Avatar, I think, got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Plane got a 94%. And I wanted to see it because I saw the trailer. And it looks good. If you look up the trailer for the movie, it looks really good. So in my mind, I was like, damn, it got that high of a rating, more than Avatar. I'm going to go see this first. I go see Avatar next. So I went to see the movie. Really good movie for anybody that's thinking about going to see it. I think you should. Now, for the next 60 seconds, I'm not going to give away, like, nothing crazy at all. But if you do want to see it and you're one of those people that don't want to hear anything about the movie, this is your moment to just come back in about 60 seconds. I won't be here long, but I do want to say something because I think it's uh, fair to life. So in the movie, right, Katie? Because you said you don't care if I tell you. Mm -hmm. You're on a plane, plane goes down, and I realized how much this is relevant to life and your perspective of things because I only saw the comedy in this, right? Imagine being on a plane, plane go down, boom. Y'all all all supposed to die. Everybody's supposed to die. Somehow, pilot land a plane. Boom. Cool. By the grace of God, y'all alive. Mm-hmm. They get off this plane. You know what the first thing these people did? What? They fucking complained. Oh, my God. We're on an island. We need this. We need that. What are we going to do with it? Yo, fam. You're alive. You're alive. Like, nah. I was so annoyed by this. You were supposed to be dead. Right. You're alive. And they were complaining and bickering. And I was like, if this ain't life, yo, and to make it even worse... So now they're on the island. They got to fight for their life. Mm-hmm. Some dudes come over, guns, this whole army. They're going crazy. They capture these people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Put them into, like, this whole little house or whatever. Then they shooting them. So now you might die, right? Obviously, you're seeing death in front of you. You're going to die again. Right. The pilot go through everything he got to go through, which is a lot. And he gets to them. And he rescues them. And he tells them, all right, come this way. We're going to go back to the plane." You know what they did, Katie? What? They fucking complained. (sighs) Oh, my God. We're going to go back to the plane. I was like, you know what? Hey, Hey. shoot them. (laughs) They don't deserve to live. (laughs) (laughs) How are you complaining at every point of where you should just simply be happy to be alive? And I feel like we do that in life a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just have to be reminded you are not being grateful. And that's why... You are feeling the way you feel in the situation you're in. And I say that mm-hmm. to go into what I said I was going to talk about from the beginning of the part. But with that being said, it's a great movie. Y'all should
3: go see it. It's time for Mo's Reflective Moment of the Week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game, feeling faultless. Ooh, we. It's one of the train. moments, Katie.
2: Okay. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be transparent.
0: Ooh, we love Transparent
2: Mo. Yeah, I don't, though. No,
0: come
2: on. Not a fan. All right. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about or even how I'm going to talk about this, but I am because I feel like it'll help somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Because there are times when I come in here, and to be honest, I'm like, I don't want to go in here and talk about my bullshit. I'm going through because that's not what people come here to hear. I feel like I want to make people laugh, and there are times when you know in what we do for a living— Like anything else you do for a living, there are days when you simply just are not feeling like the best Mm -hmm. or yourself. But your job is to make other people feel good at times when they may not necessarily feel good also. And I try to stick to that. But there are times when you just, you're human. You go through shit. Sometimes you don't even know what you're going through. Right. I'm going to talk about it. Speak to it. Because, again, I feel like it might help somebody. So I'm in this weird place right now, Katie. Super weird. And I mean this when I say this. Like, this is not a cry for help. This is not like a pray for me situation. I appreciate the prayers. I appreciate all of anybody who would want to be willing to reach out. But this is not for that. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I am fine. Right? That's the weirdness in it, actually. Is there are a lot of times when, if I'm going to be transparent, I don't really want to come in here and speak to not feeling the greatest Mm -hmm. because, for one, I don't think I deserve to because of what I've been through in my past. I've been through real shit. What I'm going through today is not nearly that. And what I feel like I see other people going through in the world, it's not nearly that. So who am I to really feel any way about anything? Be grateful for everything you have and be happy for every day that you're above ground. That's my mentality. That's who I've always been. That can help you the majority of the time because you need that positive attitude in all situations.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But sometimes it can hurt you because you don't allow yourself to realize that it's okay to not be okay in any situation. The other reason is because I know how many people feel away about us, about me, about whatever. And you don't ever really want to give those people, I guess, the satisfaction of knowing That you are not completely happy for any reason. Okay. At least that's how I see it, right? Well, fuck them. True. And I just, I feel like I'm in this weird space of, there's nothing wrong per se, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if I really look at my life from all of the different angles, it's not the MLK statue. Looks pretty good.
0: You're not being choked by a dick? <laughs> or choking a dick?
2: Fortunately, no. <laughs> thank and thank God. Right? Because <laughs> I've seen Anaconda. <laughs> Shout out to Ice Cube. <laughs> Since we I mean we had iced tea. <laughs> Vanilla would we'll get to you next. But but um man, sometime in life, maybe it's just me, I don't know, but shit just be foggy. Mm-hmm. This feel cloudy, right? Maybe nothing is truly wrong, but only you truly know that there's this weird feeling of at the same time nothing is truly right. um I'm not exactly sure where it stems from. I do know that I'd say for like the last year, maybe more of my life, I think I've um I've experienced a lot, some of which I've documented, some of which I haven't but I think I'm not aligned with the universe. And the reason I feel that way is because some of the things that have happened to me, I guess I'm trying to find out why, because so much of it is unfair
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and I don't deserve it. And I know that about me, but how do you expect anybody else to know? Right? Like that's just a you battle. You only truly know who you are and what you really deserve in your heart and all those other things. So when the world doesn't seem to, I guess, be giving you what you believe you deserve, you feel away. What the fuck, man? Why me? Like I, you know, I I I crossed all my T's, I dotted all my I's, I did the right thing. Why? You know? And I've always been a real positive person. Super positive, always. Even in my darkest of times. That's what kind of got me through. And I just have not been that for a while. I've started to see things in people. Uh, I started to see certain things about life that have made me even more of an introvert than I ever thought I would be. I started not necessarily seeing the best of people or of situations or of things and kind of giving in to the energy that I've been given um, in a lot of different scenarios. And it's only affected me. And I'm the person who comes in here every day and tells people, hey, yo, don't ever let nobody else affect you. And your energy of who you are, of who you know yourself to be. Meanwhile, I'm going through that very thing of always seeing the negative in something. Some of these stories that constantly keep coming up. Every day of your life when you're in radio, it can take a toll on you because you're human. And there are just moments when I'm like, damn, yo. Is this how, like, everybody is? Is this what... You have to really look forward to are my efforts of trying my best to be the best version of myself and the best version of a human who could actually add to this world. Is it all in vain because of what I'm going to get back? And it's kind of taken me back to moments when I was younger and I didn't believe that there was anything better for me because of the circumstances that I was in. And in saying that I realized one I should probably speak to this because, again, I think somebody else might be able to relate to it. Mm-hmm. That sometime, it's kind of similar to playing spades or maybe any other card game, but I just know spades. Sometimes you just don't get the hand. Yeah, and you you know you could ball if you get it. You know who you are, right? Like sometimes you play with a new partner, maybe, and you're like, I want to show him, like it's up with me. You don't get the hand, ain't shit you could do. You keep watching somebody else get the hand. Bop, 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 bop. We going to Boston. That's where that bum-ass statue is. We ain't doing that. That's for the space place. Right. But you keep waiting for your hand. You don't get it. Sometimes I think it's phases, right? A lot of times in my life when I look back, I don't really get depressed when it's cloudy because I've learned that the darkest of times, typically, that sun about to come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That sun about to shine. Mm-hmm. You just got to get through the darkness. So I, you know, I go through it. I don't really reach out too much. I don't uh, ask for help. I don't, you know, just go through it. Even got to the point where I went to my parents and they was like, yo, I just want y'all to know I'm depressed. Super depressed. But I'm okay. I don't need y'all to, like, do nothing extra. I don't, not telling y'all to worry about me. Just if you see me not being myself, just know that this is why. And then I'm, on top of it, I'm feeling guilty because I got survivor's guilt. Like, what you got to be depressed about, bro? You got everything you was asking for. Mm-hmm. And you get it and you still feel like, damn, there's still so much shit missing. Right. And how do I even deal with this? Like, what do I even do? So this ain't really about me as much as it's about, it took me back to this place um, that I'll never forget where I was at this crossroads in my life. Of, I mean, I genuinely didn't know what was next. I felt like I was giving everything I had to just be a good person, to be a solid person. I was working hard. I was grinding. I was busting my ass. I was just doing it by the book, man. I was doing it the way I felt like it was supposed to be done. And it just felt like life wouldn't meet me halfway. And That's a fucked up feeling. If anybody has ever truly felt that. It's similar to when you're working your ass off and it's literally just to pay your bills. That's a horrible feeling. Like you ain't taking vacations. you not out here stunting. you working your ass off simply to end up even at the end of the day because you paid your bills.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was at that point And I just was like, there's nothing left. And before, I genuinely thought I was ready to give up. I said a prayer that was harder than any prayer I ever said. This is after being homeless for a minute, sleeping out in my car. This is after thinking that like the the woman that was always going to be like the one got pregnant by another guy in which she was paying me back and it was the whole thing. I was young though, whatever. At that time, I thought it was something. It wasn't shit today. But at that time, I was devastated, right? And I wasn't really talking to my parents at the time because of some other shit that was going on. I was fucked up. So maybe someone is listening who feels similar to that. Here's what I did at that time in which maybe I need to do again today. I promise you, all I really did I prayed. Super hard. Mm-hmm. I cut everybody out of my life, not in like a sense of like I'm done with y'all, just in the sense of like it's about to be me and God. Because I promise you, one of the hardest lessons you're going to ever learn in your life, but it's also one of the best lessons, is nobody's coming. I hear it all the time. Yo, this person didn't want to help me do this. That person could have did this. This person did that. that per- hey, we all got that. Here's the truth. Nobody's coming. It sucks. People don't want to help you until you don't need the help. Mm. They come wanting to jump on the boat and take the ship over when the ship already cruising. Mm-hmm. It's up now. Right? When we couldn't get it off, though, you was lost. See what yeah, okay. I did there? Yeah. Okay. That's just a fact of life. And it hurt at the time, but I needed it. But what I did was, and I believe that this was God's way of showing me very early in my life. Hey, bro, you keep relying on human people if you want to. Hmm. See how far I get you. Mm-hmm. See how far that boat gets. But when you need me, I'm here. And that's what I did. And this is going to sound like I'm lying. When I tell this story, it feels like I'm lying. It's a true story. I said that prayer. And I didn't expect anything to come from that prayer. Really didn't. And I went to work. And at the time, I was working in the mailroom, so I would go from elevator to elevator, do different things, take, you know, stuff here to there. I got off the elevator. I got on another elevator. I had to go across the hall and get on this other elevator. The door is open. There was a book. It was weird as hell. It was just a book. And it was it was like leaning up against the wall, almost as if it was standing up in the elevator,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like midpoint of the elevator. And I was like, that's weird. Just a book. So I didn't think none of it. Then I look back at it. I picked the book up. This is going to sound like, I guess, uh, Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Somewhat of a downer, I suppose. But I don't remember the name of this book. I
0: don't.
2: Okay. How do you, like, forget, right? But I'm going to find it. And I spent the last two days of my life trying to research this book. I do not remember the name of this book. I got to find it. This was years ago, though. Mm -hmm. But I remember the book, though. And I picked it up. I just thought to myself, I'll take it back to security. That was in the front. And so I dropped off, whatever. I went to drop off. I went back down. I went to the security guard at the front desk. I said, Yo, somebody left a book on the elevator. I just found it. Try to give it to him. He was like, Wait, what? I was like, I got on the elevator. It was a book right there just on the floor. It was really weird. I don't know. I'm just giving it to you. Lost and found, whatever. He's like, Bro, if you got on the elevator and there was a book there, it was because the book was for you. I was like, What? So I said, All right, bro, I'll take the book. But if somebody comes looking for the damn book, just tell me, you know what I mean? Right. Now, you know what I mean? That's how right. I'm looking at it. So, all right, cool. I went home. Put the book on the shelf. A couple of days went by. I kept coming home looking for the book. Nobody asked about the book. So, I read the book. It changed my damn life. Mm-hmm. It changed my whole life. Because it gave me a whole different perspective of what... It didn't change what I was going through. It mm-hmm. changed how I looked at it. Right. Gave me a new perspective. And what that did, it made me want to read more books. Mm-hmm. Then that's when... I read The Secret, then I read The Four Agreements, then I read The Art of War, I read Think, Think and Grow Rich, list goes on and on. But this particular book started all of that, in which in my mind, I truly believe that that's what got me not only out of that slump, but into a whole world of opportunities that I don't think I would have ever had, had I not gone on that elevator and saw that book. It could all be one fucking coincidence. Nope. But could it? <laughs> not at all. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, I'm feeling what I'm feeling today in that I'm not, like, sad. I'm not crying out for attention. I'm just in this weird-ass space where I don't really wake up and be excited about anything because I don't necessarily have anything amazing to look forward to. It's almost become routine. And I'm trying to pull myself out of that because I got so much shit to be grateful for. But you go through that at different phases of your life at any point in your life. Mm-hmm. When shit is bad, you go through it. When shit is good, you go through it. Mm-hmm. But no one in my family is, like, not healthy at the moment. I'm just in a, in a phase, right? And I'm reminding myself of when I was in that phase for real and I was going through some real shit, I found that book on the elevator. So no matter what phase you're in or no matter what you're facing or you going through, if you believe in yourself, your prayer is real, your vibes are genuine, you'll find love in a hopeless place. Mm. And that's what I think I'm saying. And I'm also saying, um, God, if you unblocked me, I could use another book. <laughs> hey, got a whole walk to work, my guy. You leave right there in the street. <laughs> right, right there in the middle of the street, kid.
0: Maybe this time it's not a
2: book. What is it now?
0: I'm getting out of that phase that phase that you're talking about you're going through yes, I'm pulling myself out of it and I was in limbo and how I dealt with being in limbo was drinking um and now I'm not and everything's clear for me mm. like for me, it was a change of routine and changing the same things that were I was just cruising in life during the same thing, going out drinking, having fun going out drinking, having fun going out drinking But then I was starting to binge drink when I would go out. And that just made my mood even come down when I felt like I was in that phase. So when I removed that, it opened up space for me to stay focused on my goals. I had goals and I was doing it, but to stay focused and be more consistent. And now I feel like I'm getting out of the limbo thing. But for me, it was drinking. Mm -hmm. That's what was what took me out of it is to stop that.
2: And that kind of ended up at your front door out of you attempting to help your friend and support your friend
0: mm-hmm.
2: because that's who you are as a person, right? Like you would help and support your friend, which makes me think that these things don't be coincidences, Right. Cause they're almost based off of what you do on a daily basis, right? Like that's how the sign gets to you. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. And that's beautiful. You found yours. And that's again, a testament to what I'm saying of whatever your thing is, your darkness, your cloudiness, whatever it is, wherever you are, if you believe, right, because you keep a positive mindset, if you keep that, and that shit is hard, whew, that is not always an easy thing to do. No. Nah. And I used to think it was a lot easier, and it's funny because it was actually easier for me to do when I didn't have reasons to do it because mm-hmm. I didn't know a better life. Right. That's all I know. But then when you do get reasons and you do have things to lose and then you do get tested in those spaces, you start to realize, like, damn, this is actually a little more of a test Mm -hmm. than when I ain't have shit to lose Mm -hmm. because I didn't even have the mindset of how important it was for me to keep this positive mindset. Mm -hmm. But when you do it and you find a way to do it, usually you find a book in the elevator or you find the help you need through being a good friend. All right, quote of the week comes from Joel Osteen, and the quote reads, Some people are focused on their losses, their flaws, their mistakes, the times they didn't measure up. You need to focus on your victories. Focus on the times you succeeded. You resisted the temptation or you were disciplined because usually there are more of those times than others. Mm. And that goes back into what we were saying about perspective. Sometimes it's not really that you don't have what you need to be happy because happiness is not as much a pursuit, in my opinion. As it is a choice. Mm -hmm. So it's all about your perspective. You agree? Absolutely. All right, in closing, simply because I just think we had a lot of real shit going on at the end of this episode, I will leave you with one of my favorite clips of all time, which is simply rapper Webby on The Breakfast Club.
4: Enjoy. (laughs) 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 Until next time. (laughs) Next week, bitches. DJ, DJ Envy, Angela Gee, and Sally May, Let me, Let me read yeah, that part. Goddamn, girl. See? Y'all got some names on that, <laughs> What up, what up? You already know who this is. It's me, Wimmy, the tree of fam, young savage, sweet John Jr. Doing what I do, when I do what I do, and I'm doing it with my girl, DJ Envy, Angela Lee, Angela Yee. Damn. Angela Yee. Hold on. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlotte McGay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Charlamagne. hold up oh, Charlemagne. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. DJ DJ Lee. Hello. DJ Envy, Angela Lee, and Charlemagne McGain. What up, what up? You already know who it is is me. Web of the Tree of Fam, Young Savage, Sweet Jones, and you rocking with DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlamagne, your mate. Charla, your mate. I, ain't, I don't think I never was to say that right like I mean Charlemagne. Hold on, say it one more time. Charlemagne. Charlemagne, the God. Charlemagne the God. Who that is? The asshole. Right. <laughs> Come on, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. What up, what up? It's me, Weber the Tree of Fam Young Savage. Sweet John. And you kicking it. With DJ Envy, Angela Yee and Charlie, your mate, the God. This is the Breakfast Club, baby. Uh, uh, I'm at the end of
3: my prayers. Uh, uh. You ever send someone y'all just to get nothing in return? See fire, it's always gonna be a liar. It'll take you higher, eventually you gon' burn. Gotta learn. One day it'll touch you. If it's confessions, I ain't far from ush'er. Got it bad mind full of heart of all the pictures of what they did to my heart tore that shit apart broke me into pieces i found my peace and then it set me apart now i'm different i'm talking different levels needing bigger shovels i'm digging up bigger devils uh it's a moment i'm trying to save it I'm trying to stop looking for love from who never gave it fuck it i guess it's what you wanted
1: we'll be 50 before you keep it a hundred 95 high speed, headed southeast. Maybe I should move slower. I've been burning through the trees, searching for relief. What it like to be sober? I've been out of reach, difficult to see. I'm tryna get closer. What is gonna be? Somebody help me breathe. I need a little closure. Yeah, diamonds and fall. I put my faith in the commas and crosses. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I can't afford to take any more losses no it won't be long i paid the price but don't know what the cost is Yeah, gotta be strong sometimes frustration cause stress and exhaustion my pain runs deep i've been seeing demons every time i try to sleep cover up my weakness so nobody ever see it stumble on my heart while i'm picking up the pieces make it high go I've been through the fire and the pain no sympathy a symphony with violins playing Somewhere I lost my empathy, at times I can't take it Faded off the Hennessy, don't know if I'ma make it like 95 high speed, headed southeast, maybe I should move slower I've been burning through the trees, searching for relief, what it like to be sober? I've been out of reach, difficult to see, I'm tryna get closer what it's gonna be, somebody help me breathe I need a little closure
3: yeah. I'm at the end of my prayers I gave you years despite a hole in my face. Constantly thought we were switching gears To find there were levels and always tears Hit a pass that we were playing Was it a game for attention, you were slaying Actions ain't matching nothing you saying I'm at the end of my praying
1: up y'all it's key will voice the official voice of in the moment podcast and we want to thank you for tuning in each and every week see you next week